Welcome to the Florida Keys Weekly Podcast, broadcast here on local radio in Key West, WKWF FM 103.3, your AM station 1600. That comes to you on Saturday and Sundays, 7 a.m. for you early risers, and Sunday mornings, FM WKEY 93.7 NRG. Uh, I'm Brett Myers. I bring this to you each week. Typically, we've taken a little break. We've had our sports podcast coming to you for the last few weeks. This is also comes on Spotify, Apple, all the platforms the kids use out there. We appreciate those listeners as well. And of course, on our website at the Keys Weekly Media at www.keysweekly.com. You can find this podcast and all the others there in the archives when you pull that up on keysweekly.com. We've had so many people on this show from famous musicians to famous writers to locals and you name it. I'm excited about this week. I've got a very fun guest coming on with me. He's a big part of this community. He goes back many generations. And why that's important is I love to try and get some of the patriarchs, those who really make Key West what it is on the show. Those We call those people conchs, if you don't know. That's C-O-N-C-H-S. Don't say conch. They'll know you're not from here. Conchs, uh, they, they live here. They work here. They make Key West what it is. And why I say that is... We make a lot of jokes about conks, especially those of us who aren't from here. The truth is, there's not a better bunch of people on the planet than those people who are raised and born in Key West. I don't know how many times I call a friend over. I I think if you're born a conk, you automatically know how to work on cars. You know how to fix anything. You show up, you build stuff, you fix things. You don't ask anything for it. You just say, Bubba, you're blessed. There you go. It's just some of the best people in the world. So I've got one of those people today. This person goes way back. He's been not just someone in the community with different roles and jobs. He's coached people in the high schools. He's, he's got stories that he may or may not be able to tell today, <laughs> some of these stories. And every time I start having a conversation with Pat Labrada, he's our guest today, it just takes a different turn into Key West history and Key West lore and the names and what went on and how it worked. And so we don't really have a specific agenda today other than to bring Pat Labrada on. If you live down here, you know Pat's name. And if you don't, this is the kind of person you want to meet when you visit Key West. They're the people who know what really takes place here and what really goes on. So it won't, we won't encapsulate all things Pat or Key West today, but I want to give you a glimpse of why uh, these men and women are so special and mean so much to me. And Pat is one of my favorite. I'm in Rotary with Pat. I've worked with his son, uh, Max, over the years and back in the financial days and know his family. He's just one of those people. So without further ado, Pat Labrada, welcome to the Florida Keys Weekly Podcast. Uh, it's, it's an honor to have you on. Thank you. It's, a, it's an honor to be here. I've been looking forward to this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, the reason this we talked about bringing you on the show first and foremost was you came in a few weeks ago and brought this treasure trove. I mean, just incredible. You were in the screen print business, the print business. Uh, That's back when uh, there's still a gold line business here. But you and your wife created uh, those businesses uh, back in the day. And you brought in some historic, I think, old prints and posters and things that you created and drew that really 
are some of the most iconic names and logos and from the 90s and 95 sloppy joes and and hemingway days and fantasy fest and kim's cuban and all these different posters and i thought man this is amazing this is incredible and you brought this in here and we're still pulling out boxes so before we go down memory lane and talk about you, Pat, tell me a little bit about that business, where that came from, and, and what it was like back in those days to be pulling up some of these. I know we're in the digital world now, but you were still kind of doing a lot of this stuff by hand yeah. and drawing this out. Yeah. Uh, we've got some of that stuff in front of us here. Take us back to those days and what you were doing, and then we'll go a little further back with your coaching days sure. and some other stuff. Sure. But let's talk about these prints real quick. Sure. <clears throat> um, in 1978, I opened up a, a little sporting goods store, and we started. And um, uh, in, in, in while doing that, we had to start doing uniforms, baseball uniforms and softball uniforms and things of that nature. And it came to you know where we had to start putting names on them and sponsors. Now who was who was we? Uh, actually, myself. So you're one. Yeah, okay. it's just me. And then, yeah, my wife would help. And originally, it was me and my mom, actually. Okay. Yeah, my mama. And, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we started doing that. And uh, we were doing all with heat press. And, you know, just lining up the letters and doing the heat press. And I had a friend of mine that was um, printing T-shirts for different, you know, for different uh, businesses and stuff like that. And I took some stuff over for him that I had to get done. And he wanted he wanted to kind of get out i said well you you know you want to sell the business and, I, and he said yeah and so we came up with a figure and and i bought basically the accounts that he had and he started showing me how to do things and and uh, showed me how to make frames and how to uh, transpose the artwork onto a screen and be able to to screen print like that and uh, kind of evolved from there um, you know, we, we bought a, a, a single head press and months later we bought a, a press that was able to do four, four colors at a time. And then we bought one that was four colors and four stations and, and it just proceeded and grew from there. So that was 78. Now where, for those that know Key West, where were you guys located at? Was there a storefront then? Or was yeah, this ori- originally we were in Habana Plaza. Okay. Um, and, uh, over there, over there on the left-hand side, uh, on the other side where the laundromat is now. And then uh, in 1982, they built Luani Plaza and we bought a unit there. Now, how old, you're a young guy still. How old were you around this time, late 70s, early 80s? Uh, in the late 70s, early 80s, I was uh, in my late 20s. And okay. in early, you know, I was 1983, I was 30, so. So, yeah. so to give people the scope of this you've told me this before so here you are you've bought this business and people say okay this is interesting yeah you had a, a screen print business but i'm looking through everything there's not many iconic names that you weren't working with how quickly did it grow and how far did this like who all were you working with was it just key west and and how do these people start coming on board like sloppy joes and 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 uh i mean i'm just looking through the list here every high school and school in the florida keys all the way up and down hemingway days and so forth and then yeah. looks like you had some people in state, out of state, this really expanded yeah, pretty quickly. It did, it did, and and what happened was, I, I just kept adding equipment, and and I just kept growing, and and uh, and and let me let me go back. I, I rarely did any of the artwork. Okay, I, I used to sub out the artwork um, when we when we closed down the Wani Plaza because we had bought an automatic machine and wasn't it just we outgrew the place. We bought a we were in a warehouse over here. 
um, where uh, Taurus Boat Company used to be. We, we took that over and we started printing there. And we had an automatic press, a six color, sold that, got an eight color. Then we bought another eight color horizontal press, got rid of those. And then we got two uh, 10 color presses that were yeah, an oval. So how many people... At, at your height, how many people were working this? 20. 20 people. Yeah. And how far, for how, how many clients, I guess, how far reaching was this? How, who were you doing we, work for? We, I mean, uh, we did work all across the country. Yeah. Uh, I think in 1995, um, there was a magazine that called Impressions. It was the industry magazine. And we were ranked in the top 100 printers in the country. That's amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. And here locally, you were doing what? T-shirts, posters, we logos. We weren't doing any posters. What, no, what these things, what things, these things are, are what you call vellums. We used to print this, this, we do our test prints on these. Okay. That's a test print, basically. So tell me, so we're, we're rattling here. I know folks can hear yeah. that. So I'm pulling this out, for example, for those listening, uh, it's kind of, a, it's more of a softer fabric mm-hmm. and it says, uh, Uguana, Uguana, like an Iguana, but Uguana party, Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. Tell me about right. that. I don't know if I remember. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that we had some military guys come in, uh, again, that's over 20 some years ago. I think we had some military guys come in that were stationed in, in, in uh, Guantanamo. We also remember we we had a civilian population in, in Guantanamo, and a lot of them were Key West guys that would go down there for for a period of time, months at a time. And, and I don't know if they had a bar down there or what. Guanas were crazy in Cuba long before they were nuts, you know, crazy the way they are here. Are you the one that brought it, the iguana I back? I did. I imported them, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what would you use this for? I'm holding up this sort so of... So these... these um, these printing cloths, we you know we just buy them by the gross, and anytime you have to index the the, uh, the machine and and, and um, um, when you when you get the colors in line, mm-hmm. okay, um, you don't want to waste t-shirts to do that, so you do it on these. I see. Okay, and then we and then we would we get them in line like that. No. When you drive around town, or is most of the work, and again, I'm just naming these names off. I'm looking through at Hemingway Days and Fantasy Fest and Sloppy Joes, and I'm, I'm just naming some of the big ones that the common listener probably knows. There's dozens upon dozens of companies. Margaritaville. Yeah, Margaritaville. And I'm looking through this, and I'm thinking probably, first of all, just the memories and the, and the events mm-hmm. and things you did here in Key West and the Florida Keys. Are any of the logos today that you drive around and see still some of your work or your, art, your artist work, or was it just already created and y'all were expounding on it? Yeah, um, my wife and I went into Sloppy Joe's the other day and sat down, had a drink, and there was a couple, you know, there was a couple um, shirts there that I believe that we we did, like they had a fishing team shirt and one uh, for a drink that we did was called, you know, the Margarita, uh-huh. and we, we, you know, some of those I think are still there. Um, I believe you may even have a sample of the artwork. I, I have the one that has the the uh, bandana. There's Hog's Breath. Yep, Hog's Breath Saloon. Yep. Um, I saw the artwork back there. I didn't bring that one up. <clears throat> Again, there's boxes upon boxes. Mm-hmm. People would pay a fortune for that stuff. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, my idea is one day do something for charity with it or talk to these businesses. You were so kind to bring right. them by. They're, they're not ours. They're, mm-hmm. They belong to you and, and the people. There's, so, there's just it's a box of Key West memories. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. But I did see the artwork for uh, Sloppy Joe's. It looked like the bandana they still use. Yep. And it looks like you guys created that. I saw yep. the drawings for yep. it. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. You, you see people wearing that stuff around. Right. And you right. guys did that back in the day. And, yeah. and I wonder how many people even realize that yeah, was you that guys. that was a long, long time ago. Yeah. Now, um, you know, uh, like the, the original design, Sloppy Joe's, a guy uh, down here, it's, he's since passed, but his, um, his uh, wife still has a business, Old Island Tees. He did that, um, the original Sloppy Joe's with his, the, the, the iconic Sloppy Joe's logo that yeah. everybody sees. And, um, and he did everything by hand and it just got out, you know, he just couldn't keep up with it. That was when Sloppy Joe's was just jamming yeah. and everybody wanted that shirt. So, uh, you know, we, we worked together and we, we did it on the automatic machine, which we were able to spit them out. That machine would, was capable of printing a hundred dozen an hour. It's amazing. And again, this is where podcasts, I love it. I love doing this. I get to talk to people like you, but man, I wish the folks, we're going to put some pictures up. So if we, Shanice, my producer over here, Pat, I'm going to have you, we've got some pictures of you holding some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. We're going to put some pictures up for people listening right now. Mm-hmm. And we'll put that on uh, keysweekly.com. You can see Pat, you can see some of this stuff because this just doesn't do it justice. The stories are amazing, but just seeing this artwork mm-hmm. and Key West is such an iconic, I keep using that word, but it is, it's such an iconic place and you come down here and these logos and these promotions they, they go back and they mean stuff and people come back to it and you talk about the day Sloppy Joe's was jamming it's still jamming you know yeah, it's you still go, jamming. Yeah, that's it's correct a, that's correct yeah. um, now that was the 80s you were in the 20s walk me through the Labrada. you know t- we talked about this earlier you were a second third or so generation I know you're on your dad's side you said he'd been here a couple generations and then mm-hmm. your mom's side she was fairly new mm-hmm. that all goes back to cuba like mm-hmm. a lot of people that are live or from key west a lot mm-hmm. of cuban heritage and roots mm-hmm. um so just tell us about that real quick and then tell me a little bit about your high school days here at key west high school okay. and sure. were you coaching before the, this business i assume or t- in, in I, your I was and through okay so you were coaching <laughs> yeah. during that time yeah i was i was um so i graduated from college in 1975 and i came right back and uh, I started first out as a, a volunteer coach, and uh, and then I became a, a full-time coach. In 1982, I went to Key West High School, and and I was teaching. So that didn't last very long. Probably. What were you teaching? I was teaching a class. It was it started off as health, but it evolved into a class called life management skills. Okay. And that was a you know a state-driven thing. It wasn't something that. The school system here said it's, it, it was something that had to be taught, and and I was certified to teach that. So it was called uh, life management skills. So uh, I taught yeah, probably about four years. It, that didn't agree with me. I didn't. I had trouble staying in in a classroom for six hours a day, saying the same thing over and over again. And okay. So and and that, that that coincided with us expanding this business, and it ne- I needed to be there more than just after school to late at night and I needed to be there pretty much all day. And so, um, how the, I, you know how the coaching come about? Cause everyone call it so for the, the listeners. We're on the Florida keys weekly podcast. I've got Pat Labrada here with me, Brett Myers, and we're talking some old Key West stories and who better than Pat Labrada. When I see you, when I met, you know, a hundred years ago, I met you, people still call you coach, coach yep. Labrada, you coach yep. Pat, you know, yep. so how, how, 
How did that come about? Well, I mean, I coached for 13 years. Yeah. And so a lot of the guys that, you know, you, your age and, and, uh, they, you know, I coached them and, uh, you know, it just, it just sticks as coaching and pretty much the guys that, that coached me I, to this day, I still call them coach. Is that football? Yeah. yeah football coach. Just football. Okay. Yeah. So I, yeah. And, and as you I did go to Key West high school uh-huh. and I played football here in Key West high school. So. Now, did um, you play with Boog, Boog Powell? I know you've got some Powell stories. Come on now. He's, he's come older on, than you, right? Come on, a little bit. In fact, he's, he's like, yesterday oh. was his birthday. It was it really? I, I saw it in, uh, in, in the Key West Citizen. Um, excuse me. That's um, okay. You can say it. You can say it. <laughs> it had, had his name. Boog Powell was his birthday yesterday. But Boog, uh, Boog's about 12 years older than I am. Okay, Boog, I knew he was older, but yeah. you've got some good Boog stories here and there. Any you can hey, tell. I know hey, for those listening, the great know, Boog Powell, great Baltimore Oriole. Yeah. Uh, but he was a good, the people, uh, a lot of people don't know, obviously you and your generation in Key West, he was a great football player, right? He, oh, absolutely. He could have gone any university he wanted. And I, I, I'm sorry that I don't remember how many different scholarships was that he was, you know, that was offered to him, but you know, he got drafted right away out of high school and went to play baseball and played for the Baltimore Orioles for a number of years before, you know, he finished off his career with Cleveland or believe and played, I think one year, a couple of years in San Francisco somewhere. But, you know, he was, he was a, a major league, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, he was an all, all-star, um, right? Yeah. He was an all-star a number of times and he was the most valuable player. Yeah. yeah. He was. Yeah. Uh, great yeah. career. And, just a guy that's still very endearing to a lot of people here in Key West. Sure. He's here a lot. I know he still has his barbecue place up in yeah. Baltimore. Who's the best? And, and he was he, and he was famous for the Miller Lite commercials. Yes, you recall that. Yes, those were still- Bob Euchre and all those guys. Man, yeah. that's awesome. That's yeah. the glory days. You can yep. still smoke cigarettes in the yep. commercials. <laughs> um, I'm not even sure we can say that. Anyways, uh, who's the best football player you ever coached down here in Key West? That that I ever was associated with. Uh, it, uh, there was a couple, um, it's, it's, you know, Speedy Neal uh, back in, s- in late seventies was a tremendous high school ball player. Um, I wasn't so much his coach, but I was around a lot. Um, I wasn't a full-time coach at the time, but Corey Sawyer uh, back in 88 and 89 was a fabulous ball player. Yeah. Um, you know, George Myers got to be right up there. Um, wow. as one of the best. And then uh, I, I remember I was a high school guy, but um, I mean, I was a elementary guy, but Mike Blatt, okay. uh, a lot of people, you know, didn't realize what a great football player he was. Um, I remember one of my coaches who's passed since passed, Tommy Roberts said he was the best football player he had ever seen. Wow. You know, Mike Blatt, he went on to play at Florida State and he was a great, great ball player at Florida State. That's really cool. And I Again, I hear this stuff all the time and I don't take it for granted, but I forget a lot of people, uh, Pat, that are listening to this may not be from Key West or you have the luxury of uh, being able to talk to guys like you. Tell me a little bit about Key West in the late 70s and early, early 80s. How much different was it than now and what sticks out? What's reminiscent or nostalgic to you back in those days? Well, let's back up a little bit further. When I yeah. went to high school here, yeah. growing up in Key West is unbelievable it's just it was just a you know a really good place to grow up um everybody took care of one another um somebody you know if you misbehave some you know somebody would tell you hey i'm gonna go tell you 
your old man, you know, or something like that, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, it wasn't, we we're going to call the police on you or anything like that. You know, we're going to tell your old man, and, and, and certainly he took care of it, you know. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I think about this all the time that I was probably 10 years old and I was all over town. I lived in Newtown. I was all over town on my bicycle. There's no way I would allow my kids to do that, you know, in the eighties and nineties, right. you know, so it was just a really, really good time. Um, I, you kind of forget everything that's happened. In that, in that time span, span, you know, in 1975 or so, when the Navy pulled out, it was come pretty much a ghost town. Yeah, um, you could roll a bowling ball down Duval Street, and not hit anybody really. And um, uh, you know, a couple of people, you know, took on revitalizing Duval Street, and uh, and then kind of turned it into the tourist town. Um, you know, some people say that's a good thing. Some people say. It isn't, but we had to transform ourselves. Can you, we had no industry. Can you ever, you know, and I think about this a lot with guys, and you're young, but guys your age that have seen such dramatic changes in Key West and in all the Florida Keys. Mm-hmm. You can only imagine going to the marathon over the Seven Mile Bridge and what right. that looked like back then um, and so on. But do you ever just kind of go around Key West and still see it the way it was back then? Can all you the even still? Yeah. All the time. Uh, my wife and I hang out, hang out with another couple. Um, Todd and Alicia Oropesa. Um, Alicia is uh, Captain Tony's daughter. Uh, and we go around and Todd will go, what used to be there? And I go, before that? He goes, well, wasn't it this? I go, no, before that, it was, you know, it was this. And and uh, and so um, pretty much I got it down. It occasionally it'll stump me. Yeah. But pretty much I can remember what used to be, what used to be back in the day, um, what the businesses yeah. or whatever used to be there. And being a coach and then obviously working with every company, every bar, restaurant, everything that kind of evolved with Key West, you really had your finger on the pulse of this community. There's not many yeah. guys. I mean, I don't know how many yeah. times I hear, I'm in Rotary with you, which is yeah. an honor for me. There's you and Johnny Parks and all these mm-hmm. legendary names, you know, Mr. DePino and so mm-hmm. forth. And you're in that category. You know that. You're humble, but you know it. And I don't know how many people I see, you know, always stop and see you. Ah, oh, Coach, you know, Coach Labrada and talking to you. Um, so, what year did you meet your wife or, or, or get married? I, I, I got married in 1979. 79. So we just celebrated our, what is that, 43rd uh, so, so, anniversary. Yeah. And she's incredible. In 79, 80, you two go out on the town. Where would you go? Well, when we were dating, and uh, you know that was back in the disco era, you know. And, <laughs> oh, we may have to see some moves here, man. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, the Spotswood family had a really, really good nightclub below La Concha. It was called Fitzgerald's, and that was a you know that was the happening spot in the day. Um, actually, Fitzgerald's where the where the drive the drive through is right now. That was all closed up and it was a nightclub in there. Is it really? So if yeah. you're on the Vol Street, for those listening, this is Pat Labrada. We're talking about some very nostalgic Key West days. Early 80s, you got La Concha. So if you turn off the Vol as if you're going through the drive through at the lobby kind of area, right. that was all on closed Duvall. off. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. And it, it was, now, is the, what was it called at um, Casa the Calabash? Or? Well, at the Casa, they had the Calabash. Um, and that was, was a club there, right? Yeah, there was a club there. That was towards the end. Yeah. You know, when, uh, but out at the, uh, at the um, uh, on the boulevard, uh, they used to have a, a club out there called um, the Inner Circle. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, that was, that was a, a really good spot. Now it was a little bit earlier. That was kind of like that's the start, 
you know, yeah. the, you know, all the dance clubs and stuff like that. No, when you guys would go to those clubs in the early eighties, was the first of all was the Navy back, and then also was most of the people at the clubs were they like half tourist? Was it just mostly all locals? No, it was pretty much locals. Yeah, it was pretty much locals. I mean, you know, you sprinkle in some tourists and whatever. Navy Navy hadn't really come back strong yet. They had, you know, they closed down the Navy base, that, and the only thing we had was the air station, you know, so the, the Navy wasn't back full force yet. Now, was the, uh, I'm doing quotation marks for the listeners, was the import business in full force at this point? I, would, I would think so. I have no knowledge of that. But, yeah. um, <laughs> I'm sure you can see, I mean, I'm sure there's absolutely. a lot of cash lying Absolute, around, things abso- happening. Absolutely. It, it, you know, and that was an economy in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, no doubt about it, you know. Um I know you all have stories you can't tell, right. whether you were directly right. involved or not. Everybody, and I, so, and, and I don't mean to, for those listening here, when it comes to Key West and, and a lot of the drugs that were coming in at the time, uh, different era, different time. I'm not trying to glorify that in any way, but it was a big part of the culture here, it, it was, and, it was, and it defined it, a lot of things that happened here. It's uh, history. You can't, yeah. you know, you can't change history. Yeah, you know, it, it happened, right. good or bad. It happened. And, you know, uh, and. Uh, uh, that it was a big part, you know. We we didn't see. It wasn't like Miami. I didn't even read. You know, when you watch the Cocaine Cowboys and stuff like that. And we used to be in Miami all the time. Okay. We had we had to play we had to play sports in Miami. We would travel. You know, we would. Um, I was coaching. We traveled to Miami. Um, you know, all that was going on. The, the Cocaine Cowboys awards, the the shootout at at Dadeland. You know, yeah. we were kind of insulated from that, and it really didn't. And I never felt fear, right. you know, going to Miami. Down here, a lot of the guys that were smuggling marijuana, you know, and nobody thought too much about that. It wasn't, you know, right. It wasn't the cocaine wars and people shooting up everybody. Um, it wasn't like that here. Right, right. And then uh, in terms of just people who were maybe doing some of that stuff and, you know, you hear some people more boisterous about it now than others, but did you kind of know who was involved and who wasn't back then? Did you sort of have an idea or could it just uh, been anybody? We all knew who was involved. Yeah. Yeah, everybody yeah. knew who was involved. The guy with the new Cadillac, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> we knew they were involved. We didn't have any... You know, direct proof. We didn't see them doing, you know, we, nobody was, you know, we didn't, mm-hmm. but we, everybody knew who was involved. And like you said, no, they didn't keep it a secret, mm-hmm. you know. How, how was Key West viewed as a, as a sports town back then? You guys were traveling, you were coaching at that time. and then Yeah, we, back in the late 70s, we had a series of years, about three or four years there, we were, real, we were really good. Um, you know, we were playing big schools too. We were playing St. Thomas Aquinas, Pompano Beach, Ely. You know, uh, you know, we were playing some pretty big schools. When I was in high school in their, you know, late eight, uh, late sixties, early seventies, we were in the Greater Miami Athletic Conference. Oh yeah. And so we played, you know, Coral Gables, which was the biggest school in Florida at the time, Miami Beach, Miami Edison, Miami uh, uh, Miami Jackson. You know, we were playing some big schools. I know what kind of what kind of offense would they have run during your days? You know, what would that look like for a for a high school football team to go somewhere? Well, when when I was in high school, we probably would run, you know, a power eye or a pro style. Um, when I was coaching, we ran pretty much basically the same thing. Still throw pretty the much, ball? Yeah. Excuse me. Would you still throw the ball more than ten times a game? Or what was uh, I don't think we threw that much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We ran the ball a lot. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Now, 
Shanice is over here. How are we doing on time on our on our show this week? About five minutes, and and I could really dig in. I could, Pat, you know, I could talk to you all day. We have a fantasy sure. football draft coming up too. We could even yeah. talk about that. Yeah. But one of my favorite things. Uh, it, down here is I've always immediately when I came down in the early 2000s I, I started listening to locals talk conks talk <laughs> and, and being a southerner I have my own crazy accent and people can say that but here in Key West in the Florida Keys particularly particularly Key West there's a different accent for the conks you know it's just a, it, is it Cajun is it New York is it a mix of this kind of stuff and, it, and that's one of the beautiful just so cool things about down here you know when you're talking to a local because you can just after a while you're like oh that's that's a conk you can just hear a little different vocab so Shanice and I were talking before you came and I said Shanice Pat is the epitome. He's one of my guys. Like when you talk conk, like there's a few people in town, you just know when Pat's coming. There's just certain words and phrases that come out and I'm like, oh, and it's just a different dialect. I have a funny story about that for a few, another time. You can't tell it now? I can. I don't know how much time I go, but well, when I, I was in college, my first, my first semester, I had a communications class and I had a real eccentric professor and he was very, very good at, at identifying dialects and, mm-hmm. and slang and the whole nine yards and I'm up in school in the Pittsburgh area so he would we would have to give a three minute speech and then he would tell you where you're from and this school was a little melting pot so it was people from New England they were from Midwest they were from all over and he would say oh yeah he's from Boston and this person is um, you know from Michigan and this person's from Pittsburgh where there are a lot of kids from Pittsburgh and then when I gave mine he goes you have me so damn confused (laughs) <laughs> I looked at him. I go, why he said? He says, I don't know whether, I, I don't know whether you're from like the Bronx or Key West, Florida. Yeah. I go, Key West, Florida. And he was all proud of himself. And then he went on to explain how the Key West dialect originated, you know, Boston through the Bahamas to really? Key West. You know, the Tories, the people that left the state. Um, you know, stayed uh, with with the king and everything that that left the New England and went to the Bahamas, mm-hmm. and then you know, obviously, you know, a lot of the locals came from the Bahamas. Right, a lot of Saunders and those right, names, Saunders, yeah. Penders, you know, yep. Sawyer and Roberts, and he he nailed it. He nailed it. That's really cool. So, yeah. what, what, like, so for the listeners, what's a we we know like water, and I have a southern accent, so it's, mine's almost, you know, uninterpretable, but water is a really fun conk word. Like when you say water, don't think too much. About I don't it. even know water. Yeah, water. Yeah. <laughs> Shanice, what else do you have over there? Like, like, uh, some good conk sayings or words. Shanice. Boat. Boat. Yeah. That sounds, I don't even sounds like boat. Uh-uh. Uh, we're putting Pat Labrada on the, huh? Line. Like line? Line. You said it earlier, like line. Line. Okay. line. Like, yeah. you, like when you get casual. Yeah. Like, Okay, so yeah, now yeah, because I'm kind of thinking about it. <laughs> what are some sayings? Like, what are some? What, Pat, you may know some too. What are something a con, you know a conk might say? Other than well, like, I, I I told you earlier that my buddies uh, they came down to visit and we were waiting for them to go out in the boat and I said, I just said the boat and I and I <laughs> the boat and I called them on the phone and I said where are you at and they thought that was the funniest thing in the world and I said what and they said you said where you at without where are you or where are you at you said where you at <laughs> yeah. so i didn't even realize i said said something like that you See, know? it's funny because it, yeah. sometimes it sounds and that's what's crazy about the con because sometimes i hear it and i do think bronx or boston yeah. and then sometimes i think cajun yeah. and then sometimes yeah. i think and, southern and, you well, know a lot just, of people it, say cajun too. yeah yeah and, and it's just it's, 
Yeah. How's your mama? Yeah, how's your mama? You know, and, yeah. and one of the owners of the stations that we're on, one of my favorite guys to hear talk is, you know, is Bill Spotswood. Bill Spotswood. Yeah. Bill, Bill and I graduated from high school together. We were, we were fr- kid, friends from kids. Yeah. And, Uncle and that's Bill. A, that, that's an old family. That's an old floor, uh, Key West family there. I know he listens. I would love yeah. to get Bill on yeah. this show. So I should have yeah. got you and Bill together yeah, we, and just let you guys talk. We've, that, we've be done a that a couple times before. All right. Yeah. Bill, yeah, we, you're listening. Yep. It yep. might be a day. You and yep. Pat Labrada yep. on this show. Uh, what's something you, you used to eat back in the day as a Key Western? I hear things like yeah. old sows and stuff like that. Souse. Souse. Is that how you say? Oh, what, what is that? Well, souse is pig feet, yeah. but it's it's pickled in, sou, uh, pickled in old sour. Okay, old sour. That's, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, it's old sour. So it's that, you know, in, and that's, you know, basically lime juice or, or sour orange, uh-huh. you know. Um, Spanish limes are still, you know, we I tell Spanish lime stories every year, you know, when during the season. Um, are you a mango guy? Um, not so much now, but I used to be. Yeah. Now, what about lobster? It seems like I hear a lot of cocks say, you know what? We wouldn't touch those things back in the day. The yeah. co- you know, cockroaches of the sea out there. Yeah, we weren't. That was not as popular as it is now. Would you eat them back then? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, we, we fish with them more. Would you really? Yeah, we'd use a dang, great grouper bait, you know. Man, yeah. isn't that something? Yeah. yeah. And good, great Jewfish bait. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or Goliath Cooper to be right. politically We still correct. have we still have a a, a bridge named that. Yeah, Jesus you know, so, Creek. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what what was what, go ahead go ahead. No, you were talking you know about the water back. <laughs> how you making me real self conscious about that? But back back in my high school days, there were a bunch of guys that would that built these shacks out at um out of Boca Grande, and they were great fun. My uncle had one. There was that was probably seven or eight, and uh, there were shacks like you would see out in Biscayne Bay, um, but they were out there at Boca Grande, and you would go out there and they had you know they had bunks in there and stoves and whatever, and you spend the weekend out there, and that was that was great fun back then too, uh, and and the state came in and made them. Everybody tear him down. Yeah. yeah. That, was, that was a lot of fun. Now, Max, your son, he does, who's, I love Max. He's such a cool dude, but he doesn't have quite the accent you do. So I think, feel like, you know, and he's buddies with Greg Orpeza. And yeah. I feel like Greg's not quite as strong accent yeah, as, say, maybe, Scott, maybe his father. Kind of start to lose it over the years, I yeah, guess. I don't, I don't know. That's kind of. With, with, you know, the influx of new people. Yeah. You know, kids that they went to high school with were not necessarily native Key West, and I guess they, you know, they went away to college and kind of losing it a little bit, I guess. I guess so. And maybe, yeah, yeah who, who knows? But if you could go back to one moment in time in Key West, you know, whether it's a kid or high school or even beyond, what was, what, what does your mind take you back to? I, I, I would have to say it was, it was just my high school days. It was just, yeah. Key West was just great fun, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, we would, I'd go home for dinner and go back out again. And uh, a, a real good friend of mine, Teddy Luster, he lived on the corner of uh, Eagle Avenue and, and North Roosevelt Boulevard in the backyard. He had a basketball court and inside. And it was just all the guys, used, you know, everybody used to hang out there. Yeah. And, and you know, it, they had a place up on the, on the Keys, um, you know, on Summerlin Key. And we'd, we'd go out partying Friday night and then drive up to Summerlin Key and spend the night there, go in the morning, go fishing, diving, water skiing, whatever it may be. Just good, really good times. Would you guys go further up? Would you go to Marathon much or no, beyond? No, never, no. never. Yeah. It probably wasn't much Some, to do up there, no, I would think. Yeah. 
Um, we, we, you know, we would head up to Sumlin. At that time, Bill Spotswood's family still had Munson Island, where Little Palm Island is. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we'd go and cross the bay there and go over to, to Munson. So what's the last class reunion? I know we're wrapping up here, Pat Labrada, but what's the last class reunion that you and your class had? We're having one September 9th. It'll be, it was supposed to be our 50th. Is it really? Yeah, it's going to be our 51st, but we had it canceled last year because of COVID. Do you know how many people will be there? <laughs> I, I think they're saying about 50 or 60. I'm supposed to have a Zoom meeting a little later today, I believe. But um, That's, that's yeah. a big deal. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. That's really but, cool. You know, like I say, you never know when it's going to be. We, in today's paper, man, it was three guys, three friends of mine. Yeah. You know, it passed. We've lost a lot in our class. Well... We're lucky to still have so many great people around. Yep. Pat Labrada, you're one of them. I'm lucky to know you. Always appreciate you. Uh, I, I'm just, I'm a transplant and I soak it in. And I, yeah. get to, I get to be around some of the best people in the world in Key West. So I love it here. And Pat, you're a huge part of that. Maybe, so, you know, another 20, 30 years, we'll call you a local. Yeah. Hey, I'll take it. I'll take whatever I can get. As long as you guys give me some limes and, and mangoes. There you go. And what have I you. think, you know, you were talking about that earlier on. I think that Key West people are the most welcoming people in the world you know i don't think they you know key west people don't want to be told how to do something you know Mm -hmm. but i think we're pretty darn welcoming you know and and, uh welcoming capable some of the smartest people and some of the most innovative and some of the most humble and Mm -hmm. it literally give you the shirt off their back yeah Yeah. Yeah. unless you unless you double cross or screw somebody over and then then all all bets are off and uh it's a great place and so pat i'm gonna have you back on maybe we'll get you and uh, uncle bill yeah i think that'd be a lot of fun and get you guys talking and uh this is the tip of the iceberg with you i know we didn't dive too much into the screens and the prints but it's just amazing it's a walk through time so what i'll do is I'll put this online with you with some of these pictures, yep. you know, that we see here. And if some of those folks say, hey, I'd like to have that or whatever it is, we're, we're not trying, you know, yep. whatever. It's just so fun to see. And thanks for yep. sharing that with us. Sure. Um, and we'll, we'll have you back on. So Pat Labrada, Florida Keys Weekly Show Podcast. Thanks for being on with us this week. And, pleasure. And we'll, we'll have everyone back on next week and we'll have Pat back on again soon. Everyone have a great week. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon.